0: I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a brand new show on the Ringer Podcast Network, dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish Feed, I'll be talking with my best friend Stephen Othello and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV, in movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish Feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day: What about your friends? Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com Pureleaf and enter 20 Pureleaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pureleaf Blackberry Iced Tea.
1: This episode is brought to you
0: by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock
2: access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com.
1: All
0: right, at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. That's my
1: opinion! He will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of it. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Close
0: your legs to marry me in trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Hold on, check me, boo.
2: Welcome to the Morally corrupt Show, a show here on the Ringer Reality feed. I got Callie Curry with me, who is chomping at the bits because she has yet to get on the microphone and talk about everything that has happened in Bravo World. And you know what I'm talking about, Tom and Ariana. It's the story heard around the country at this point, to the point, Callie, where I am on a Red carpet yesterday, and I'm interviewing Candy Burrs. This is, this is embarrassing. I'm interviewing Candy Burrs, and I'm and I'm asking her. I'm like, "Oh, you guys are filming right now for um, Real Housewives of Atlanta," and she's like, "No, we just stopped, but we had to bring the cameras back because of what happened." And I go, "Oh, Tom and Ariana," and she goes, "Who?" <laughs> and she goes, "No, True and Ralph." And I was like, "Oh, gosh." She had no idea what I was talking about. So embarrassing. Never would have made that mistake before, but it's all everybody's talking about. You say what happened.
1: It's Tom and Ariana. Ralph couldn't be happier.
2: Ralph, Ralph could not be happier. But can I just tell you that Candy said she was with them literally the day before the announcement. There was no sign of the fact that they were going to get a divorce. They seemed happy. Everything was fine. And then, so she said she was completely taken aback when she saw the news about them filing for divorce. She was just with them.
1: I mean, that (sighs) is really odd. But I know it almost seems retaliatory. It seems
2: almost as if she got upset about something. Maybe she found something out. Who knows? The good news is the camera started rolling and they picked the whole thing up. We'll hold on that. Because the bigger news is Tom and Ariana. I want to give you the floor, Callie. You've yet to have an opportunity to talk about it. Let me just say for full context of everything that went down this past week, um, and if you listen to this podcast, i I don't know how you you don't know what's going on, but um, listen to our p- two previous episodes that of Morally Corrupt that came out on Saturday and then on Thursday. They will catch you up to date on everything that's been going on, but if you think it ended Thursday, it did not. Other things are happening. Um, on yesterday's Morally Corrupt, the ladies covered Rachel's cease and desist, the pics of her supposedly having this black eye, and um, Lisa Vanderpump on Watch What Happens Live. But Callie, you have had have not had a chance to talk about it at all. Please, the floor is yours.
1: Um, yeah, first I want to say, um, I was so sad that I was at the Slime Museum on Saturday and could not join you guys for the emergency <laughs> pod. Um, secondly, if this news is crack, I'm an addict because yes, ma'am. I go to sleep making sure I'm up to date on everything. <laughs> I wake up, I pick up my phone, I go to my Instagram, I go to all my Bravo pages, I go to all of the cast pages, make sure I've re- seen all their stories and know that I haven't missed a thing. It seems like news comes every single day with this. Mm-hmm. Like it's impossible. If we do a pod today, we're going to need another one tomorrow. We're going to need another one on Sunday. It's just like nonstop. Um, I don't have the hot take of like, Oh, this is going to be so entertaining to watch. I think it's because I like Ariana so much. And mm-hmm. I think she's one of the l- most least, most least, she is the least problematic reality star that you watch for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, she seems like she's always on the right side of history. She seems like she is nice to everyone. Yeah. And w- even watching Wednesday's episode of Vanderpump Rules, I was just like, this is sick. It made me feel sick watching her be so nice to Raquel. Yeah. Also, now that we know somewhat of a timeline, and it's a supposed timeline, I think it's lasted longer than what they're coming. They're saying seven months. I think it's been longer. Um, but if it, even if it is seven months, what we're watching, it's already happening. So you see her be, I, I I don't even under, I can't wrap my head around someone being how she is with Ariana while sleeping with her boyfriend of 10 years. Like, why are you going shopping with her? Why are you going on vacations with her? Why are you pretending that you guys are best friends? It is psychotic to me. Um, I've also listened to, I don't even know how many podcasts, including her own, um, <laughs> to make sure that I know everything as well. Um, And one of the podcasts, the guy in it who Andrew, Adam Newell, who I guess either worked at Sir or for production. I couldn't really figure that out. He works, he worked with them, knows all of them. He said that Raquel plays up the dumb role for I television. And that she knows exactly what she was doing. And if she tries to come out and say like, she was manipulated or anything like he won't believe it. Um, And I agree with him because I think this is all a part of her plan. Like she wanted to be on this show. She wanted to be famous. She got with James for that. And then there's Peter. And now there's Tom, like, or we forgot about the fake shorts of it all. And now the other Tom Sandoval, like, it just seems like she would do anything to be a main part of this story. And now she is. And maybe it's not going how she thought it was. That being said, I mean, I just like Tom just as much, if not more. I guess I'm just not as, I never really liked Tom. Like my expectations for Tom weren't super high. Um, not that they were high for Raquel, but like I feel like even, I feel like the, the friendship of it all is what really grosses me out more than anything else. Yeah. Like, the fact that you would do this to someone who you literally went on podcast last week and said she was one of your best friends mm-hmm. that to me is like so, and then do like it, it wasn't like she was just sleeping with him she was also like throwing it in her face with the night lightning bolt necklaces and also the um uh the captions like I saw this Instagram where they were going through all her captions and whenever Tom was in any of her pictures, there was a lightning bolt emoji. (gasps) And it's just like, it's just so gross. Yeah, it's so gross. And I'm like, you can't feel bad for what you're doing and also be trying to throw it in everyone's face and think it's like a cute little like, ha ha ha, nobody knows. But I'm, I'm secretly doing this. Like, it's just so... Gross. Based on Kristen Doty's podcast, she said she was at Ariana's house when Tom came home and that he walked in and was like, I know, I know everyone hates me and just walked up to his room and was not apologetic at all. On camera, he was, and I feel like everyone's heard this on camera, he was gaslighting her. And saying like, you know, we haven't been good in a while. Like, you know, I couldn't break up with you because your grandfather died. You know, I couldn't say, wanted to t- I wanted to tell you, but then, you know, I was worried about your mental health. And it's like, no, sir. So did you think that my, my mental health was going to handle it good now? <laughs> Finding out this way? Like, did you think that was, a, that was good for my mental health? Like, let's sh- like shut the fuck up. You were never worried about my mental health. Let's be very clear about that. We've been together for 10 years. Um but yeah I'm curious to see I'm curious to hear your opinion on the apologies.
2: Well, on higher learning we do what we call an apology rating. And I don't know if I've ever given anybody above a 3. So, <laughs> we're not going to break that trend here. What I will say before I get into the apologies is I absolutely agree with you. I said it before that I think I was like, is, "Is she dumb? Does not care, or is she calculated?" I think that's what I said. I absolutely think Raquel is calculated. Um, I'm not going to say she's a genius out here and a mastermind in the way that she was doing it. It doesn't take a lot of effort to be a groupie, which we already know she was of the show. But she knew what she was doing. She wasn't in- innocent. She wasn't a Bambi-eyed bitch. She knew what, what where she was going, what she was going to go after. Maybe not who. But she knew what she wanted at the end, which is fame, which is to be a sto- have a storyline. Um, something you said about it being longer than than seven months. Also agree because um, remember the Coachella thing. Remember the Coachella. It was yeah. a Tom, and everyone assumed Tom Schwartz, and then Tom Schwartz was kind of like, "Oh, it wasn't me. I was I wasn't even there," and nobody thought. It could have been the other time. Coachella was almost a year ago. Mm. So I think the, it, it, was, it was popping around then. Anyways, even though we did, we covered it on, or they covered it on Morally Corrupt yesterday, more things have happened. The apology uh, tour continues from Rachel and Tom. Um, they've issued out a couple of statements. So Tom issued a first statement. Where he basically apologized. You can go on and read it, um, go on social and read it, but he apologizes and basically tells them to leave the, the Schwartz and Sandy's page alone. These people have jobs, they have nothing to do with it, to so leave Schwartz alone. And at not one point in his apology mentions Ariana. He could give a fuck about Ariana. That one is a zero, not even one to mm-hmm. 10. It's a zero. Under, Like, throw it away. And then obviously people were upset and noticing that you didn't even mention Ariana. Great that you, you said this and stood up for the employees. You're right. It's not their fault. Your narcissism is not their fault. But poor Ariana. Then he comes on and he gives another apology. Writing. This is not face to face. This is not. I mean, not, this is not on video. This is not audio. He writes again, posts it to social. And basically, talks about Ariana. He's like, most of all, this is who he wants to apolog- apologize to. He can't imagine how devastating this is for her. His love for Ariana is stronger than any camera could have captured. Okay. And he's beyond sad at the way things ended and that his choices have hurt so many people. Um, He said, I acted in a way that clashes with who and how I want to be. I will continue to reflect and work on myself. I have work to do. I always have and I always will. Tom's PR is in overtime right now. He didn't write that. He's void of any emotion. He's a narcissist. Borderline sociopath at this point. I'm not a doctor. I can't diagnose him. I'm just basing this on the things that I've seen over, over the past 10 years to be honest. We've been in these in it with these people for 10 years. Also have seen Tom Sandoval in person a couple of times. Um anyways, Both get zeros, Callie, because I don't believe anything that comes out of this man's mouth. I don't trust it. He's reacting to the situation. If you cared, you would have broken up with Ariana because either way, she was going to find out and it was going to hurt her and it was going to affect her mental health. You didn't care. You thought you could get away with it. You didn't even come out and tell her this. She just happened to find out. She just happened
1: to find out. Like, fuck Tom. In 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 the worst way possible, by the way, Can't even imagine. Um, I agree with you. I just, it's shocking to me that he or whoever wrote that first apology and was like, yeah, this is good. Didn't even mention Ariana. Didn't even like his first reaction was just shows how like narcissistic he is. He's like, uh oh, this is affecting my business. Gotta get out there and get in front of it for my business. Not, uh-oh, I fucked up. I hurt someone. Let me apologize to her because so... like, It's just crazy that his first gut was to be like, let me save my business. And he's saying he's doing it for the employees, like whatever. You're right. Fuck off. It's about your business. <laughs> um, We all know he posted the second apology only because he was getting his ass lit on fire by the first apology. And he's probably like, oh God, I can't do anything right. Let me apologize. But it's just like, now we know you're just apologizing because people are mad you didn't apologize. Um. Yeah, no, I don't believe... I I, I personally don't want Tom or Raquel rewarded for their bad behavior. And I think that's why I totally get like the reality TV fans, obviously that's includes you and I, um, wanting to see this play out, but I'm just like, I don't want them to get any attention. Like I want them to not be on the show anymore. I want everyone to refuse to film with them and go be together. You guys go be together off the show. Let's see how long that lasts. I'm of the same. I'm of the same thing as you. There's, there's a place
2: where it gets too far. And do we like mess? Yes. Do we like drama? Yes. Do we understand that people can get hurt in the process of this? However, the thrill is gone for them. Like, I I don't see this lasting. So I don't even want to see them explore this relationship. I don't want to see other people film with them. It's going to have to be one of those things where either Tom goes or Raquel goes or they both go. They can't both do it. They can reference the other one, but I don't want to see it play out. And I'm very interested to see what Bravo is going to do because it's just, it's just too gross. And then it just seems so fake. Also like opportunistic. We know Raquel's motives at this point. So I don't want, I just don't want to see it. I don't, yeah. You mentioned um, Kristen and what she said on her podcast. There are rumors that Kristen may come back. I haven't really seen them as much about Stasi, but I've definitely seen them about Kristen. Knowing why they were let go from the show, would you be okay to see Kristen or Stasi or both back on the show?
1: I think that there has to be room for growth. If since everything has happened, I have seen, especially Stasi, not so much Kristen. Uh, just because Kristen isn't in the eye as much as Stassi is. And maybe she is and I just don't sure. follow Kristen as much. But I feel like I hear more about Stassi. Um, But I've heard Stasi like talking about it and trying to learn about it and has been kind of like open with her mistakes and like wanting to learn and be better. Um Also, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if, again, I don't know if Kristen did this, but I think Stasi acknowledged what she did way more than what we've seen from like a Jax or you know what I mean or from other reality stars so Mm -hmm. I just I just know that if everything that was recorded that I did in my early 20s could I have fucked up maybe and like I would hope that if I saw that I fucked up someone called me out on it even if it was years later because obviously different times and I was willing to like grow, be better and learn, then I'm not against giving someone um, a second chance.
2: I I agree with you, but I don't think that the second chance has to be
1: that you get to return in the same way that you were before. Um, I don't think that they would be full-time cast members either like I know like for Dodie, anyways, like she's been seen at Ariana's house filming. I don't think we're now gonna just like follow her life. I just feel like they would bring her back in a capacity of, and I don't I don't know how this fits for Stasi because she's not as close to all of them, as far as we've seen. But Kristen is really good friends with Ariana. She was at the show that Ariana with Ariana when Ariana found out, um, just as a friend, like they weren't filming or anything. Like she was there with her. So like, I don't think it's a fake thing for her to be there for Ar- Ariana through this.
2: No, you're right. And I understand that. I just don't, my, I'm, a, I'm of the belief either you should have let them grow by them staying on the show. But once you let them go, let them grow somewhere else. Like, I don't really want to see them come back. But you're right. Maybe if it's if she's a friend of it, she's just there supporting her. And you know what, Callie? I changed my mind with Kristen. Not with Stasi. You're right. If she's there supporting her and maybe can give some insight from her past relationship with Tom, I would find that helpful as a viewer, right? Like, this is kind of who Tom was. I have my own examples. I'm not excusing what I did, but let me give you some more background on Tom because I was with him. I mean, how long were they together? At least five years, right? They were together pre show, pre show. So when the cameras weren't there, so she really knows Tom. She's seen, either the change or the progression. Mm -hmm.
1: Even his apology being like, this is is not, my actions don't match who I am and who I want to be. And I'm like, no, literally your actions tell people who you are. If your actions continually show that you are this person, that is the person you are, whether you want to be that person or not. If you don't want to be that person, then don't act that way. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking of words, let's get into Rachel's. Rachel had a first
2: and second statement as well. First one, she apologizes. She says what she did was inexcusable. She's not a victim. She owns her actions. Hmm? Oh. Um, she says she deeply regrets hurting Ariana. Well, I guess she gets one point ahead of Tom, at least in her first statement. She mentions Ariana. I mean, the we're not working low. with much here, but yeah, yeah, The absolutely. bar is low. Um... You know, she talks a lot about reflecting on herself. She talks a lot about therapy, speaking to a counselor. Um, She talks about being on a reality show, accepting the good and the bad of it. Um, She, of course, mentions that she's been physically assaulted. She's going to take this and run with it. Um, She talks about, she does victimize herself because, listen, if you're going to apologize, just apologize. You know, talk about the people you've hurt. Say you're going to, you know, do better. You're taking steps to to be better, you're working on yourself. Don't then say, "I also have been physically assaulted." These are her words. Lost friendships, received death threats and hate mails in addition to having had my privacy privacy violated. I don't care, Rachel, that all these things have happened to you. I'm sorry, I have no sympathy. I don't need to no. hear that you've lost friendships. That's your fucking fault based on your actions. Yet nobody should receive death threats. I get that. Nobody should be doxxed. I understand that. However, this was not the time and place for you to gain sympathy by telling us all the things that have happened to you based on your own actions. Don't care. So I take it in the point away for her saying Ariana's name. (laughs) Keep her name out of your mouth, Rachel. Keep it out of your mouth. Like,
1: go on, work on yourself, go away. I could not agree with you more. I'm like, I was reading through the apology because it's near, it's the second the second to last paragraph is where she mentions all the things that has happened to her. So I'm reading through her apology. First thought is, wow, she did not write this. Do I think Rachel is aware of what she was doing and she's smarter than we think? Yes. But as Katie said... Where How how smart we thought she was was a human form of cotton candy. So do I think she's smarter than that? Yes. Do I think she is smart? No. I would not use that adjective to describe Rachel. So she obviously did not write the statement because I think the statement's actually written very, very well. So her PR people did a great job till the second to last paragraph. For sure. When she started talking (laughs) about the things that have happened to her, I was just like, no, you should have left this paragraph out. To your point, we do not care. All these things are happening to you because of what you did. This is no one else's fault but yours. Also specifically putting in there that you've lost friends. I'm like, well, what did you think was going to happen when you slept with your best friend's boyfriend? You're going to lose that friend. Thank you. Like you were signing up to lose friends and then are complaining about losing friends. No, sorry. No, I don't feel bad for you. Death threats. I'm sure you know, Rachel, better than any of us, but I know as well. If you're going to be on reality television, if you're going to put your life out there, you're probably going to receive death threats. You can act perfectly, perfectly, offend no one, do everything the way that you're supposed to do, buy the book, follow all the rules, and you're still going to get death threats. You're still going to get hate mail, hate mail. So like, stop pretending like this is new. You've probably, is, is it worse right now? Of course it's worse because you acted like a fucking psychopath. So it's going to be worse. Do I, do I want you to have that? No, I don't think anyone deserves that. Um, well, I shouldn't say anyone, but I don't think most people deserve that. Um, but like, that's just what happens. If you have a big presence on social media, you're going to get death threats. That's unfortunately the way the fucking world works now. So like, yep. I just, I just have nothing. I didn't feel bad for you at all. And then for her to be like, I'm not trying to claim victim, but let me list all the things that have happened to me. It's just like, you are trying to be a victim in some sort of way in this apology You could have left that paragraph out.
2: Yeah. Rachel, we barely liked you before. What do you think we feel now? We, we, you, we, we were just rooting for you to find yourself as you move past James Kennedy. We were proud of you for standing up for yourself. It's not that we liked you. It was just like, you know, kind of a women supporting women kind of thing. Right? Just wanted to see you. Fly a little bit, do better. Like <laughs> Rachel like, you, we, we weren't working with much, so like we 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 could care less. so she so she puts out a second apology where she says, she talks about her relationship with Tom, and she says, her feelings for Tom have always been sincere and quote, born out of a loving friendship. She talks about knowing that she's hurt people. And she needs to take care of her health and work on her self-growth and take the time to be okay with being alone. I will say one of the rumors being reported is that she's ghosted Tom. Don't know if that's the case. But what I predict here, and again, both of these apologies are zeros, big fat zeros. I would not be shocked if she tries to play the victim of that paragraph, right? I have a feeling she told her PR company, no, this has to be in here. This has to be in there she's going to walk away from Tom and think that that's going to buy her some favor with the audience. Like, it was toxic. I was duped. I was tricked. I, like, Kristen and Ariana, you know, fell for Tom. He lied to me because, you know, there's the rumor. Patrick Sumner, Summers, Summers, whatever, is back. We remember him from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. He's saying that Tom got somebody else pregnant. So I can see her playing that role and had a, made her have an abortion. Yes, yes, that's what this Patrick is allegedly reporting. And he posted messages that Tom kind of acknowledged, like, "Yeah, I'll text Julia, who's the girl he apparently cheated on both Ariana and Rachel with. She's going to play the victim. She's going to say she didn't. She she thought she knew Tom, but she really didn't." And to that, I say, "Fuck you, Rachel." Like, we don't care, but I have a feeling that's what she's going to do. It's so predictable. It's so predictable.
1: Um, You know what else is really chilling to me is watching, like, it's just so crazy, the timing of this all, for this to come out right after, because we're only on episode five, I think. This might be week four or five Mm -hmm. of the new season. It's so crazy for this to come out right now. But because the season is so brand new, so many members of the cast have had to do um, press for it. So we have so many recent interviews in the last three weeks and re-watching those interviews, oh, it freaks me out. You see Tom and Tom, you see multiple times where they're asking Tom Schwartz questions about Raquel and Sandoval's sitting right there. And you can see Schwartz like constantly looking at Sandoval, like, ugh. Am I okay? Can I say that? Should I not say that? Like constantly. Um, and then the interviews of Raquel, uh, there's a specific one, her and Sheena did, uh, chicks in the office. She's shaking the entire time. Her hands are like, she's fully shaking. And the two women that do, uh, chicks in the office said the, the one woman who was there in person with them was like, she was like shaking the entire time, and she didn't. She thought she was really nervous, but she didn't really understand why. But that was on Wednesday, the the day before. Like the, the that night is when it all came out, and so they everyone thinks like Dumas had posted some like sketchy stuff like a few days before, and so she's like, I felt like Rachel knew this was going to come out. Maybe she just not didn't that know day. how. But I, th- yeah, yeah, she- I don't think she knew how. I didn't I, I don't think she knew when. But Dumas, Dumas posting this, them going on all these interviews, I'm sure she was like, is someone going to ask? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even that Watch mm-hmm. What Happened live interview when Andy's like, Schwartz or Sand- Sandoval, who's cuter? And she said, Sandoval? And you can see Sheena be like, what? And Andy said at the commercial break, Sheena was like, I only said Schwartz, or I only said Sandoval, because I thought you were going to say Schwartz, but then you said Sandoval. And Rick, she, uh, Andy said that Raquel was just like shrugged. Like I think she knew it was, <laughs> it was, it was coming sooner than later.
2: Well, she, yeah, I thought she told Sheena, but no, it was that Sheena got the, got a text. That's what it was. Sheena got the text. Well, Jeez. yeah. So
1: then Kristen said Ariana after she saw the videos called uh, Raquel and was on the phone with her and Sheena like walked up and was like, what's going on? And Raquel was like, Um, Ariana found out that me and Sandoval were having a seven month affair. Just that casually. Very, very casually. And Sheena was like, wait, what? Yeah. But again, Everything
2: takes me by surprise that I hear. I mean, you just, it's everywhere. I know we have to move on. We still have to recap. Um, Other things that have happened. (laughs) You've probably heard that uh, Sheena allegedly struck Raquel Rachel when she found out about the affair. Sheena's um, legal team has put out a response saying that the Black eye never occurred even though Rachel has taken pictures of herself and showing her um, alleged injuries from when Sheena allegedly struck her. So, I mean, time will only tell about that one. Um, But since the news broke that the cast has been rallying around Ariana, um, particularly her friends, Kristen, Katie, Sheena, have all been seen visiting her with flowers and wine in their hands um we still want you know to keep ariana you know lifted up because i can only imagine we're entertained by it but this is actually her real life and if what kristen is saying is true about tom sandoval walking in and saying like yeah i know everybody hates me it's just like i just can't imagine just thinking like god i wasted almost a decade of my life on this
0: piece of shit Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. This episode is brought to you by State Farm.
2: Now moving on to New Jersey and Potomac, which just, just seems not important <laughs> after talking about Tom and Ariana, to be honest. Not that Potomac and Jersey haven't been great. This is, we'll get into New Jersey first. So in New Jersey, we're episode five. I don't even remember what happened. I'm about to I apologize if I start saying Tom, Ariana, and Rachel in the middle of this recap. Because I'm sorry. It's just on our minds. Um So we catch Teresa doing more wedding planning. She's trying on dresses. She's with her daughters who really look like they could care less, to be honest with you. (laughs) She's like, yeah. (laughs) is like, yeah. Um, Of course, they talk about Joe and Melissa and and Teresa wants to know, did y'all talk to Melissa at the party? And it's more of that shit. And it's just kind of all leading up to the fact that Joe and Melissa are not going to come to the wedding because we know that at this point. Um, I want, I just curious to see how they're going to stretch this out for this many more episodes, knowing what we know now, knowing that they're not in a good place. I thought that when we came onto this season, we would at least find them in a decent place and then it gets progressively worse, but it's bad now. I mean, Joe can't even go to a housewarming party. Melissa's allegedly crying in the bathroom just because Teresa said chosen family. I mean, it's, it's bad it's bad um melissa and jennifer uh, they have lunch jennifer breaks down the situation with margaret um she basically continues to trash margaret jennifer and margaret are not going to get along they're never going to get along um and then they have this conversation where jennifer's like tells melissa that margaret's friends told her that margaret encourages melissa to leave joe and this just seems like such a stretch You know, like, I feel like, and I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts. Like, do you agree with Margaret or do you think, because like, I could see, we remember a couple of seasons ago when Joe and Melissa were not good. And I could see as a friend, you being like, oh, you're so great. You're better than him. Don't let him talk to you like that. You could have anybody. You could have this person, that person. Like, I could just see a friend saying that when I say that, no, but I could see somebody popping off like that. I don't think Margaret was like, you deserve to be with a professional athlete.
1: It just seems like such a reach. Um, You know, I agree with you. I don't think that Margaret meant it like that, but I do think that Jennifer Aiden made some points. And in general, I'm not on Jennifer Aiden's side on most things. I'm going to say that. Um, I don't think she's like set up to be the most successful in this franchise right now because her only... The only person on our side is Teresa and Teresa seems to be wanting to stay out of the mess, um, which Mm -hmm. is a different side of Teresa. We're not used to seeing this side of Teresa. Um, So I do feel like it's one on five all the time for Jennifer. So I will give her that. But I do think the points that were made one has Margaret gone through some friends. She's gone through some friends and at this stage in her life, it's weird to go through that many friends. I think most people stick with their friends. Um two, it is interesting that the woman, Laura, I think that's her name, said specifically ball player. And Melissa was like, yes, Margaret has said that. Um So I think that's weird. Do I think that Margaret was seriously like, you need to leave Joe and go date a professional athlete? No. Do I think that Margaret probably, like just from what we've seen of Margaret, she probably constantly joked about it and specifically kept bringing up a ball player? Yes. Mm -hmm. But I don't think she meant it like super seriously. Although um, when things aren't good, if you're continually making that joke, I mean, I don't think that's great like maybe have a more serious conversation with your friend. Like, are you actually happy? What do you do? You know what I mean? So like, I get both sides of it, but I don't think it's anything that would like be alarming to me if I'm Melissa as a friend. I don't right. think Melissa needs to watch out for Margaret because of that one comment. Um, right. I don't get why Melissa's at lunch with Jennifer Aiden. And I don't get why Jennifer's at lunch with Melissa. Why do you think you can go to Melissa, go to lunch with Melissa? And Melissa's not going to turn around and tell everyone, everything that you said. Like, at the lunch, I was just like, why are they at lunch? They don't like each other. And Melissa's just going to go tell everyone what you said. So why are you even saying anything? Like, it just seems stupid. Well, they do stupid. like
2: each other now. They do. They're, they are cordial. But Jennifer doesn't have anybody to film with. So it wasn't shocking to me that they... Because it's like, well, she's she going to be with Teresa all the time. And she, and Teresa doesn't want to be a part of the mess. So Teresa, I feel like if they sat down for lunch, she'd be like, stop talking about Margaret. I don't really want to talk about this. Or she would just be like, yeah, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. You know what I mean? So somebody had to film with her. And since she and Melissa are decent, much better than she is with Dolores or with Margaret, it's like, who else? And you can tell that they have nothing else to talk about because they're talking about
1: Margaret. Because watching it, I was just like, this is so fake. They would never go to lunch together. She's gonna run back and tell Margaret everything, which she did the very first opportunity that she could. Um, I also just <sighs> Melissa's just not. I don't need to see Melissa. Um I I really just don't like her seeing her on my screen. She just doesn't
2: have a storyline. And it's and I, I don't even remember who said that a few seasons ago. It might Jennifer. It was Jennifer when they she was talking about the baby having the baby, and then remember the father and the other s- child that was out there. It's like, there's really nothing going on in Melissa's life that's worthy for TV. That's like interesting for TV. I'm not taking away from her like her By kids way, I it was, and family and all that.
1: I thought it was funny when Jennifer was like, I never disliked you. I just said you weren't going to have a baby. Which I'm like, it's funny that Jennifer's like, yeah, because you weren't. We all know you weren't going to have a baby. Like Jennifer was not scared to say that at all. And Melissa was like, a lot of people are having babies at 40. And I'm like, sure, more women are having babies at 40, but you weren't gonna not have a baby. you. <laughs> yeah. But not you. And Jennifer is correct. You weren't, <laughs> and that's why you're not upset with her even saying it right now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, it it is interesting what you say about like the survival of the franchise, even though I love we've we said it each time. We love the addition of the new ladies. Love it's like Jennifer's the new so polarizing. And it is hard for her to film with. Like she and Margaret, as we later see at Jen Kessler's brunch, cannot sit at a table together without screaming. And again, I like the drama. They're both witty. So they're going to say something that's so low, but also funny. But this was like, okay. And, And we only saw what, five, seven minutes of it. You know, it was going on for like an hour to the point where, I don't know if we've ever seen this, but Jen Kessler was like, we're done. You've got to leave. I've got neighbors. We got to get out of here. I can't take the screaming anymore. It was that bad.
1: I love Jen Kessler. <laughs> I liked her. I like her too. She's like, this is ridiculous. You guys are crazy. The only thing that I, I get, Jen Kessler's friends with Margaret, it seems, and not friends with Jennifer, Jennifer like in real life. So of course she's like, Jennifer, mm-hmm. you've got to go because Margaret's my friend. Um, I that love that she said, her out. I was annoyed because I'm like, Margaret started it. Jen was totally fine sitting there and pretending like nothing was wrong and could have gone on with the brunch. Margaret brought it up the second Jen sat down and she's the one that wouldn't stop. I'm like, and sh- and Margaret was the one that started yelling first. So I'm like, what do you expect Jen to do? If Margaret is sitting there yelling at her, Jen is going to yell back. Like anyone's going to yell back. I like what Jen Kessler did. I like... She could
2: have just been like, hey, the brunch is over, everybody go home. But she goes, no, Jennifer, you leave. (laughs) I loved it. Jennifer, no, get out. You got to go. And then (laughs) Teresa's like, well, then I'm going too. Teresa knows, Teresa's got a producer hat on. She knows that Jen can't go by herself. Teresa never wanted to be there anyway. So it was probably just an excuse for her (laughs) to leave. But she also knows Jennifer needs a friend. We're going to have to go talk about this outside the house. Jennifer knew exactly what she was, I mean, Teresa knew exactly what she was doing and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. That,
1: I was going to say moving on, but shit, that was, that's the whole freaking episode. Really? No, we have to, I, I just have, that is the whole episode. Anything that matters. But I will say. Anything that matters. Danielle and her daughter and that birthday party. Like I just, I could watch Danielle by herself. I find her to be very funny and entertaining and insane. It's a good bundle for me. Making Do you follow her, daughter her on ins- No, 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 no. No, her social doesn't seem like my jam, but um, her making her daughter and son practice and like all that, like I was just dying laughing. I think it's really funny. I love that she knows it's a lot. Like I like that she's <laughs> secure in her craziness. I like it. Right. I'm into it.
2: Right. <laughs> I, I appreciate Danielle too for what she is. She's, she is the ultimate stage mom. It's only going to get worse as the children get older, but I love that the children are willing to participate now. And I love their husband just allows her to be himself and plays. his I role. love,
1: I absolutely love their relationship, like seeing their little family and I'm sure it's not perfect. No family's perfect, but I'm like, this is enjoyable to watch. Like they seem like they're in a happy marriage. The husband lets her be her. She knows she's psycho and she's like, yeah, take it or leave it. Like, I just, I love that. She's not pretending to be anything other than what she is. Like, I love how she went up to Jackie and was like, is this okay for you? Like, I just, I love all of it. She's not faking for anyone. She's going to be herself.
2: I appreciate that she's like, I like Jennifer. I connected with Jennifer. She's not allowing the other women to sway her opinion on Jennifer. She's like, I met her. We hit it off. And until, you know, like, I wanted to, and Rachel said this too, I want to develop my own feelings about the women. And that's what I like about these two. They're not trying to Mm -hmm. be, like another housewife, they don't feel like they have to suck up. They're like, I'm here, who I connect with, I connect with. I'm, you know, even Rachel at the party being mature enough to say, I'm not gonna take away from Daniela's Daniela's daughter's party. I'm just gonna sit with it, we're gonna have a conversation, and we're gonna keep it moving. And
1: or even Margaret never would have done that. No. Also, I like how she was like. I didn't like how Jen was yelling at me at the party, but like, she didn't sleep with my husband. I can, I can move on. Like, it's not, that's not the end of our friendship. That's not the end of like a possibility of a friendship. So, um, yeah, I like all three new additions and, uh, I think Jersey's in a good spot. Melissa is really the only one that I'm like, what are you here for? Exactly. Yes. Melissa, not so much.
2: Um, okay. Well, that's Jersey. It was a good episode, despite the fact that we did a short recap. It was good. It was entertaining. It just doesn't compare to what's happening in real life right now with Vanderpump rules. Sorry, it just doesn't, and nothing really will. At all. Moving on to Potomac. Moving on to Potomac. Um, this is sad to say, the last episode of this season, part three of the finale. Um, I just feel like we got three episodes of a finale. And I, we didn't go deep on any topic enough. Anything, for me. anything. And if this is going to be a theme, like Potomac was slow the first half, but that second half it was rich and it gave us a lot. I was really looking forward to the reunion to go to dive deep into some of these, this drama, and we seemed to just skirt right over it. Other than the Chris and Giselle situation and giving Chris his moment, which was disappointing. This is not what we like.
1: This is not what reunions are for. Can I say this episode three, having the husbands on in general? I didn't need any of it. The only part of the reunion that I think that was even like memorable of talk, like for us to discuss, because like the me and Jacqueline thing, whatever, I'm over it. Yeah. We got enough of it last episode. The Sharice and Karen, we're never going to get to the bottom of it. I believe Sharice. I don't think Sharice, like, I don't think that I'm taking like I don't want to be like Team Sharice over Karen because I love Karen on the show, but do I believe the things that Sharice is saying? Yes, all of it. No, but there's smoke. There's when there's smoke, there's fire type of thing. So I do think that some of it's true. Ray said maybe two words, which I'm like, you would think that's who we actually want to hear from. And Ray was kind of just like, I don't like the way any of the women acted, and me and Karen are good. So it's kind of just like, okay, let's move on from that, I guess. Like it was just very like anti-climactic, with every single storyline. The Chris and Giselle thing is the only thing that I feel like we really needed to see. Um, and then the Robin segment at the end, it said it was unseen footage, but I'm like, we've seen, I don't know if it, I don't know if we've seen it so disappointing. or she's just, yeah. Or if she's just saying the exact same things, but I'm like, This is exactly what she said on Watch What Happens Live. There was no new information on that extra 10-minute interview or whatever it was with Andy. So that was worthless. The only thing that I was like, okay, like I'm I'm glad we got to see this was Chris and Giselle going back and forth. And I see Chris's standpoint of being like, what did I actually do? I personally don't think Chris did anything wrong. Um, I don't think that invalidates Giselle's feelings. She can be uncomfortable. I think what where the problem is is that Giselle's accusing him of creating the the situation and he doesn't feel like he did. So, I'm not really sure how you get to the bottom of that because Giselle can still feel uncomfortable. She clearly said it to Robin right afterwards, so I do think she actually was uncomfortable, but I don't know if like, if Chris could have done anything like if you if we went back in time I don't think Chris would do anything differently. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't think, think he could either. Yeah. So. I mean, he thought, she
2: thought somebody was in her room. He thought somebody was in her room. They get to the room. She's not. But she didn't immediately say to him, hey, nobody's here. You got to get out. It's like they started having a conversation. She probably realized the optics of it. It was like, oh, wait, this is uncomfortable. Totally makes sense. And he left right after. Yeah. And yeah. he left. And I could see her saying, like, I could see me saying to you, like, oh, you know, I, I, I ended up talking to Chris. We had a conversation. Um, I thought, you know, my makeup team was in my room. They weren't there. And we started to talk. And then I, it was a little uncomfortable because it was just the two of us in a room and the door was kind of closed. And I could see you just saying it so flippantly like that. And like, yeah, it was kind of uncomfortable. But then, you know, we didn't really get to have the conversation. That
1: seems, it just got blown out of proportion. Way out of proportion. Way out of proportion. Um, I will say, Candace, you were winning you were winning. Everyone was on your side. You were correct with everything. And then like, you can't be the head of the colorism conversation and then say what you said about Giselle. I don't even think Giselle's white passing, but is she light-skinned 100%? Yeah, she's light-skinned 100%. Are there privileges to being light-skinned a million, bajillion percent? We've talked about the colorism issue. But what bothered me the most about it is I'm like, Candace, do you understand what you're saying? You're saying that Giselle is privileged in a situation where she's accusing a white man of this? Like, no. If she was accusing Ray or G, I could be like, yeah, maybe her privilege can work in her favor in this instance. But somehow you lost the fact that she's accusing a white man. And and you could even see on Chris's face, like Chris was just like, man, we were doing so good. Everyone was on our side. (laughs) We were rooting for you. And then you said this dumb shit. That doesn't mean that Candace is fully wrong. Like, does Giselle have more privilege than if Candace were to say something like this? Absolutely. Unfortunately, it's the way the world works. And it's not fair. And it shouldn't be that way. And colorism is an issue and all these things. Um, but do I think that Giselle had an abnormal amount of privilege while accusing a white guy? No, I do not.
2: Yeah. I, I agree with everything that you said. And I also think that this is why the colorism issue was such could not have just been the five minutes that they gave it in the show, if that. What Candace did was also colorism. It like colorism does exist also for light-skinned people. There's certain stereotypes that are placed on light-skinned people as well. You know, there's a certain connotation, like how often do you say you're acting light skinned And that's like a negative. A negative thing. You hear that in in rap songs and stuff. And so I think that I Wendy, this and this is, I'm not always Team Wendy, but I appreciate what Wendy did to Candace because it's something that Giselle and Robin never do for each other. And a real friend checks their friend when they're making a mistake and they're acting up. And that's exactly what she did and she brought to Candace's attention. Candace, you know I'm team Candace, but Candace. Candace goes too far sometimes, which is why I understand what happened with Monique. What you just did in that moment, it didn't make sense. It took back everything that you said before. I mean, it didn't, but it did. You know what I mean? Like, it put, just paints a, cl- like, no, a dark it just, cloud it just, it.
1: no, it, 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 um, lessens your credibility for the conversation. It lessens your credibility.
2: Yeah. And, but something I want to point out that Chris said that I didn't think about until he said it. When he talked about the fact that Giselle seems to always be talking about his penis,
1: that was oh, a really point. good point. Great point. Honestly, Chris Chris did great. Yeah. And I felt bad for
2: him. And I, I hope the situation is better when he was like, this has affected my job. I've lost clients. I've got family asking me questions. Because it's a topic that went throughout the entire season. And they were strong accusations. You know, like you felt so uncomfortable. Well, well what, what did Chris do that made you feel so uncomfortable? It almost seemed like she was being coy about the situation. She wasn't telling the whole story because she was keeping it going and going rather than just kind of shutting it down. I mean, she even had to admit her mistakes on certain things that she said um, before.
1: Yeah. Um, and to just give just to give Wendy one more boost. I don't think... On all the franchises, they really struggle to hold friends accountable. And I don't know if you watched the Miami Housewives, but last night, Andy, or two nights ago, whenever the reunion was, Andy was like, Larsa, did you get a BBL? And she was like, no. And he was like, so your butt is natural. She said, Yeah, my butt's natural. And then they show videos of her from the past, with obviously her butt does not look like that. And she's like, Yeah, you can build it. And da-da-da-da. And then Andy asked the cast, Who believes that her butt is natural? And the one side of the couch, everyone raised their hands. On the other side of the couch, Lars's friends, Alexi was like, If she says, if she says it's real, then I guess it's real. I don't know. And then Mar- um Marisol was like, you know, I think she just gained weight. She just got bigger. And it's like, If you can't be honest with your friends, like I just, I was shocked that Wendy did that, but I'm really happy she did. I also think that Wendy's too smart for it. So she was like, wait, 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 wait. We just had that conversation. I'm not co signing this. Like, I don't want to be a part of that part. Like, take me, I need to be clear that I don't align with that. And (laughs) I thought that was good. That's good. I think that's good for the show. You have to be able to call your friends, you have to be able to hold your friends accountable. It's good for the show. Um, So props to Wendy. Yeah.
2: Props to Wendy for that. Um, Listen, there really wasn't much. like The Sharice and Karen, I think Sharice is willing to talk about Karen when Karen's not there and when Sharice is drinking. Otherwise, it's just not, she's just not going to do it because she really could have, not that she needed to tell information, but it's almost as if she wasn't even acknowledging what she said, which is what was disappointing. It was kind of like, well, you know, you know, Sharice, don't, like, if we're talking about who's coming back for this next season, I don't think Robin or Sharice there. Because Sharice was there for a purpose, and it was to call out and, and Karen and to say some things about Karen that we didn't know before, whether they're true or not. Um, She served her purpose. It almost is like she did it, and then she almost took it back. It's almost like she took it back. Because she didn't really give us anything else of it. So I, I, I don't need Sharice anymore. She, does, she doesn't have a storyline. I don't need Robin anymore. When I was on Watch What Happened Live, <laughs> Annie asked me about Robin and Juan, and I said, it's hard for me to talk about somebody's marriage because I'm not in it. But what I will say is that, and this is even after the what we saw at the end, which they gave us nothing. Robin, is choos- Robin has made a commitment. She has committed herself again to Juan. So at this point, she's going to be naive about it. She's going, she is not doing her due diligence and finding out what happened with Juan and this woman. She is choosing to believe whatever Juan is telling her because she has committed to this. And that's all we're going to get from her. So I think she and Juan need to just go and live their life and be happy with their family and their two sons. And we don't need to film it anymore. We don't need to like chapter complete. That's it. That's it. We'll miss it. Come back for season eight. Correct. I want a new housewife. I want new drama. I want to see Can, uh, Candace have kids. I know that they've started the whole process, but I think that that would be an interesting journey. I want to see Giselle with a with man, an uh, old boy from Summer House, or is he Winter House? Winter House. What's his name? Jason? That's what I want mm-hmm. to see. Winter House. Yeah, Winterhouse. I want to see her put her relationship on camera. So Robin can be a friend of. She can be a friend of. Anyways, that's the end of that. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, We will be back next week to update you more on Tom and Ariana, Vanderpump Rules, everything that's going down. And also, we'll be here to give you some more recaps. So have a happy Friday and a good weekend. (laughs)